Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Um, All right, so we've got Ed on the line. We were talking, let me just reset the topic here, because in the last hour, we were talking about the Mecklenburg County District Attorney's Office that has dismissed the charges against Christina Pierre and Anthony Lee. Um, they, uh, They were arrested in a viral video incident, a caught on video. Uh, they were allegedly smoking weed at a bus stop after they got off work and a cop approached them. Uh, she then punched the cop, cop punched her back. Arrest was affected. A bunch of cops then trying to get her under control. She is resisting arrest. One of the cops then starts punching her in the thigh repeatedly to, they're called compliance strikes to try to, you know, punch her in the thigh with the, you know, the, the meaty part of the thigh there to get her to, uh, to stop resisting. And uh, that's what got captured in the video. That's where the video starts, is where you see the cop punching her in the thigh. And so that goes viral. Everybody's like, oh, it's another incident, uh, another instance, rather, another example of, you know, over-policing, overzealous policing, brutality, and that kind of thing. We find out later on that she punched the cops. But we also now have learned that she claimed that this was like a legal vape pen that she bought at a smoke shop. It wasn't pot, although... It's pretty close. It's like this Kratom product or Delta 8 product or whatever. Uh, They're all pretty close. They are technically legal, but how is the cop supposed to know what is and isn't legal weed to possess? Now, I don't think you should be smoking it in public, just like I don't think you should be drinking alcohol in public. You shouldn't be, you know, stumbling all over the place like that. Hanging out at a bus stop, drinking alcohol, you'd have gotten a ticket for public consumption, right? Open container or public drunkenness. Um, so police had charged the woman with assault on a government official, resisting arrest and simple possession of marijuana. They charged the guy with carrying a concealed firearm because he wasn't permitted to do so. So it may have been a legally purchased firearm, but he had it concealed in his backpack and he did not have a license to do so. Didn't have the permit. Um, He also got charged with resisting arrest and simple possession of marijuana. The DA's office did not comment on the dismissals, but the paperwork says, quote, after consideration of the body-worn camera evidence and the various recorded accounts of police and civilian witnesses present, based on the totality of the circumstances, the state does not have a reasonable likelihood of success at any potential trial on this matter. So they're just like, we're, we're not going to be able to win this case. And, and apparently they're not even going to try to get a plea to a lower offense. See, so, by the way, keep this in mind, too. When you hear people complaining about gun violence and such, and I don't know what this guy's, like, if, if, does he have a criminal background? I don't know. But you've got a concealed firearm illegally, and he skates on that gun charge. So when you hear uh, people on the right, Second Amendment defenders, talk about enforcing the gun laws that are already on the books. This is freaking one of them, okay? So if your initial knee-jerk reaction is to, in the wake of any kind of uh, gun violence, gun crimes, is to to 
pop off about there needs to be stricter gun laws and all that. What is the point of more gun laws when you don't even charge this? This is an obvious, easy charge. Unless they're going to say, well, we can't get it because it was fruit of the poison tree. Because it wasn't actually marijuana. But as long as the DA doesn't pipe up and tell us the reason, we're just left to speculate. All right, Ed, welcome to the program. Hello, Ed. Hi. Hey. Thank you very much. Uh, what you're talking about is so timely. It's, it's uh, actually a destruction of a society, an organized society by, I'm not going to say the Democratic Party, but uh, Joe Biden is doing more evil. He's totally destroying the country. He's breaking every law. And how do you arrest a president? Well, how do you do that? Well, you wait for him to leave office and then uh, uh, take a bunch of documents. And then you can, I think, that's how you do that. Um, I don't know if he's breaking every law. I mean, I haven't seen him punching any cops in the face. (laughs) Well, all I know is there have been several. What's happened is if, if you're black and you're committing a crime or they think you are, you're not allowed to touch him. He's allowed to steal or do whatever he wants to do. I don't think and that's I the case. New York police been no. A New York police been told me this. He quit the force. Mm-hmm. He said everyone on New York City police force wants to quit, and they're not all black. They're mostly white. No, I no. Black. I understand. I understand the sentiment being expressed. I'm, I'm what I'm saying is like the the numbers don't line up with that. The vast majority of people. Uh, that get arrested and charged and imprisoned are more black than white, right? So the, uh, as a proportion to their, uh, their race in the general public. So like that, I, I don't believe that they're not allowed to touch them. I think, and I, well, actually I know this because I know police officers too, and they say the same thing sort of, and I think this is what you're getting at, which is there is such a heightened risk that the officers have whenever they are interacting with, uh, with civilians, not just because of the, um, uh, the cell phone usage, people can capture all the video. But if there is any kind of a racial dynamic involved, a different race. I mean, look, the Keith Lamont Scott shooting in Charlotte, the officer that shot Scott was black. So it was, that wasn't even a there, there shouldn't even have been a racial component to it. But the narrative got set immediately, right, that these were white cops because that's what you saw on the video. So I understand law enforcement, you know, having this. Um, they're they're very on edge about how they interact with citizens. I get that. I totally get it. But I, I think that's too, it's too broad of a too broad of an accusation. I think. And I appreciate the call. It's good to hear from you. Um, but yeah, they they they're on pins and needles, and they're just hyper aware of any kind of racial dynamic that's going on when they're interacting with somebody. Because if the thing goes sideways, and usually. I mean, you know how many interactions there are with law enforcement in any given year? It's in the millions. Like in, in, in America, you add them all together, there are like millions of these law enforcement interactions with citizens. And if you just do the math and break down the math, you end up somewhere in the neighborhood of about, was it? I think the number was two to three a day. If my memory serves correct. Like that's the... Two to three a day that end in some sort of police shooting of a a fatal police shooting of a citizen. Are we supposed to riot every single time just because there are 
that many because uh, that's one a day. I mean, two a day, three a day, whatever. You're going to have them all the time. So are we supposed to burn our cities down? The, the, the number of interactions, it's just the law of large numbers, right? You're going to have this certain number that ends in this way. And now you add in a sort of racial component to it. And yeah, cops are on edge all the time when they have an interaction, because if it gets if it goes sideways and usually those things go sideways, it's not the cops that make them go sideways. It's people not wanting to go to jail. It's people not wanting the ticket. Do you remember there was a video a couple of years ago? There's like, I don't know, like a 70 year old woman who like refused to take the ticket from the, the state trooper or something and then like sped off in her car, tried to leave or something, and he dragged her out of that car. And then she's, of course, you know, screaming and crying about abuse and all of this. She was white, by the way. But she she thought that she she shouldn't get the ticket. And and look, I, I tell these stories, and I do not understand that mindset. <laughs> I really don't understand. Like when a cop comes back to your window with the ticket, like this, whatever's going to happen is already going to happen. Like when the cop comes up to you, he talks to you or she talks to you and uh, they go back to the cruiser, whatever they've, whatever they've gone back to do is going to happen out, out, out of your hands at this point. If you did not sufficiently uh, appeal to them and get them to just give you a warning, all bets off. You're not get. it's not going to happen after they've already written it. That, so, you know, horse out of the barn kind of thing. And, um, this woman thought that she wasn't going to get one. And then when he came back with one, she, she was very upset. And she tried to, like, she wouldn't take it. She slaps his hand away. She tries to drive away and all this stuff. And you and she got got arrested. And then, of course, it's like, I don't want to get arrested. She didn't want the ticket. You darn sure don't want to get arrested. Now she's getting arrested, too. Like, the escalation of this stuff, like, like that's where these things start. And we usually start judging halfway or at the end of the altercations or interactions. And by then, yes, when the cops are, are trying to put force upon you in order to get you to comply and they keep ratcheting it up, yeah, cops can get out of control. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know, I know, here I am. I'm like trying to see all of the different angles here. I'm, I'm a monster. I've got a message here from Timoteo who says, police versus criminal has become part of the oppressor versus oppressed narrative. Uh, yeah, that's a... I'd say that's probably pretty accurate, right? I mean, they are agents of the state. And again, you know, back to my earlier point about people who are always calling for and and implementing more and more laws. They then get surprised when they have law enforcement agents that have more and more interactions with citizens. Like, guys, connect the dots here. Um, Russ says, I really struggle with cases like this. On the one hand... I think the police have no business enforcing victimless crimes. On the other hand, I'm a big believer in broken windows policing. I think Kubla Khan said, you deal harshly with all criminals until a naked virgin can walk down the street with a bag of gold in each hand without fear. But also leave us alone. <laughs> no, I know this is, I am, uh, I am equally <clears throat> torn between these two things as well, because I recognize with freedom comes responsibility, but we don't ever teach the responsibility part, right? People think, you know, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Like, no, there, you, have, you have immense responsibility to your family, to your society, right, to, 
to do good, to behave in, in a civilized way to your fellow uh, uh, society members. So, yeah, I don't like from the drug decriminalization, the marijuana decriminalization aspect. Yeah, I could see why she would be upset. She bought a legal product. Cops start in, interviewing her on the street. But then again, she shouldn't have been smoking it out on the street. I don't think. I Again, like I'm trying to apply a consistent set of standards. And if this is the way that we're already operating with like alcohol, like, then why not just apply it to these products? But people are going to break the law. We all, we, we know this as well. And so if she is breaking the law and the cop comes over, starts talking to her, and she just starts punching the cop in the face, uh, you know, okay, now you have elevated the situation. I don't really know if the cop did that to you, you know? But I am interested to see the, the body cam footage if it ever does get released. I'd be curious to see it. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? Okay, Pete. How about yourself? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Oh, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, um, I just some questions about this uh, incident. You know, what, what was the probable cause that the officer initiated the contact? The, the woman and her husband, I guess, or boyfriend, they were at a bus stop, and they were smoking a product that looked and smelled an awful lot like marijuana, but apparently may, okay. may have been like one of these vape uh, products that is basically marijuana, but they're using a loophole in the law that with a chemical derivative, a derivative of it or something. Okay, well, was he on foot? I, I don't know how the interaction began. Okay, was he on a bicycle? I, I, I don't know. Was he in a car? I, st- I still don't know. Okay so, he, okay, so he saw these people and he said, oh, they're smoking marijuana. I'm going to stop them. Well, they, yeah, they were, uh, they were at the bus stop. Okay, okay well... The, the whole problem is is that he likely had no probable cause to stop them. Unless he smelled it, which is probable cause. Well, is, is he a drug dog? <laughs> he doesn't have to be. They know what pot smells like. Well, again, apparently he doesn't. Is she? No, it's the same product. Legal- no, that's what I'm saying. A vape pro- This is a part of the problem with the, the way the laws were written to ban marijuana specifically the, the the chemical derivatives now are basically marijuana, but they changed one sort of component or something in the process, and so now it doesn't legally technically fit the definition. That's why they've got these Delta 8 and Kratom products that are out there. They're legal to purchase and apparently legal to use in your home, I assume, and maybe even on the streets. I don't know, but it smells just like pot. Right, but when he goes up and asks her, are you smoking pot, and she says, no, this is legal, then... That should have been the end of the of the yeah. interaction, right? And that's that, that it, should have been it. He he just said okay, uh, and and went on his way. And apparently, he was close enough to her that she was able to punch him. You know, this this is a problem where the police start these interactions, and all of a sudden, you're you're the one that's being backed up because they want to see what you're doing. And the other thing, this is a victimless crime. <laughs> So what if they're smoking marijuana? Well, that's to my point, Jeff. If we don't like law enforcement agents enforcing laws, then repeal the laws. But you you don't you you should not be picking and choosing. If the laws are on the books, then you enforce the laws. The the answer is to pull the laws off the books. Well, the the police they they pick and choose every day. Well, sure, you can Um, absolutely. They use their judgment all the time. No, that is absolutely correct, Jeff. I got to run. I'm late for the news. I appreciate the uh, the call. It's a fair point. I want to see the video because I want to see how that interaction began too.
the cops are well within their rights and their duties to approach. Now, again, if you don't, as I am not a fan of the criminalization of marijuana, never have been. Um, so I would like to see those laws repealed. But as long as the laws are on the books, you can't say the cop doesn't have a right to go over and do that. Now, um, there was also the matter of the gun that was found in the backpack of the guy that also got charged with resisting arrest. And uh, got a message here from the Hellion who says so much for new gun control laws. They took a pass on prosecuting this gun charge. Right. You can't get I mean, what, what was the uh, remember the billboard campaign? Think again. That's stupidity. We're going to put billboards up to tell people, think again before you commit a gun crime. Why? Why? How about I got an idea. How about you guys think again before you drop the gun charges? If you want fewer gun crimes, then you throw the book at the people who are committing the gun crimes. All right, let me jump over here and get Charles on. Hello, Charles. Welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. You just, you just took all my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. I mean, that was the big thing is when I was on the job, you know, yeah, we are actually taught what the marijuana smells like it's in the, when you go through the academy and all that takes place. And, yeah, what, I was, what I'm getting sick of is all these people sitting there going, well, the cops don't have any rights. Cops don't have any rights. Yeah, they do. And it's, it's ridiculous that when a police officer approaches somebody nowadays, they are automatically confrontational. They're automatically saying, you don't have any authority over me. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's where all these problems come from. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, like, I agree. There, I would say, I mean, there are cases, and you would agree, I'm sure, there are cases where cops oh, yeah. engage in a belligerent manner. Those, you know, bad cops yeah. exist, absolutely. But I agree, the vast majority of these types of escalating incidents start with a belligerence on the part of the civilian, the citizen, who doesn't believe the cop has any right or or responsibility or duty to be interacting with them in the first place. Exactly. They they well, and the thing is, is our you know, legislative branch has you know are, has done such a bad job. Like you said, they're not you know the judicial's not sitting there prosecuting people for committing crimes nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're but they're lightning fast to prosecute a police officer who under the situation where they have half a second to respond, you know, they, they'll they go after them in a heartbeat. Right. And I just feel like everything's upside down. That's why, that's one of the reasons I got out. I got out many years ago because I saw this coming. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And, I, you know, I didn't have the temperament for it. So I was like, nope, you know. Um, and I just think that, I mean, I, every time I get a chance, I tell a police officer, thank you for right. what he does, that he's still sticking it out. Because I, I still have a lot of friends who are on the job, and they flat out tell me that they're not proactive anymore. Right. Because if they're, the second they're proactive and try to, you know, to do their job, they get, you know, sued. Or, you know, I mean, great example, this lady's suing. Yeah. She was obviously committing a crime. Well, at least the man was definitely committing a crime, the illegal concealment of a firearm. You know, but no, that doesn't matter. All that matters is that we're, we're going to sue the cops. Right. And here's the thing. If she had been wrongfully arrested for having a legal product and she had gone to she had been taken downtown, processed through and then released, I doubt they would have kept her. You know, Sheriff McFadden sure as heck fire ain't going to keep her very long. So she'd have been oh, turned. Yeah. yeah okay. She'd have been turned out immediately. And then then you sue. Then you get your charges yeah. dropped and then you can sue and you could still get your payday. But but like the time to argue that is not on the you know at the bus stop 
after you after you've thrown fists into a cop's face. Right. As I say, that's one thing I kept keep telling people. It's like, yeah, throwing you know throwing hands with a police officer is a really bad idea because <laughs> you're not going to win. You know, it's like even if you win against him, he's got about you know eight thousand other of his friends that are going to come and make sure that you do pay for that. Yeah. You know, you're gonna they're gonna take your freedom away, and you know, and you're gonna wind up paying for it. And you know, and I'm like going, okay, but these are the same people that when they get robbed. Who's the first person they scream for? And and cops now are like going, okay, you scream for us when things go wrong, but then you scream at us every other time. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's it's definitely affecting the morale of police officers. Sure. And their ability ability to actually enforce the law. Yeah, no, I agree, Charles. I appreciate the call, buddy. Right. Thank you. All right. Yeah, take it easy. No problem. Um, there was a, I have a friend who uh, told me a very similar thing. He's now out. He was a CMPD officer and. He's out. I saw him, uh, uh, I guess, about, well, within the last year. And I hadn't seen him prior to that. He was on the force. Like the like a couple years ago, we were hanging out, and he was still on the force. Then, and this was when I was still up in Asheville. Then I come back, and, uh, you know, we were hanging out again, and he's now off the force. And I told him, I was like, dude, you are, like, lighter. You are... You're just your your whole demeanor is different, and he's like everybody tells me that. Everybody says that that he carried all of this stuff all the time, you know, hyper alert, thousand yard stare kind of stuff, and now he's just. That's what I just said. I don't know what how else to describe it. He just seemed lighter, and more at ease, at peace, easygoing. You know. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out all right let me get a couple calls on here before uh we bounce off this topic mike welcome to the show hey mike hey how you doing hey i'm good what's up uh just a a comment well on a few things but a comment on the caller that said well they were just smoking marijuana Mm -hmm. i think that's the biggest idiotic statement i've heard in a while you know uh well, gee, officer, I was just speeding. I was just parking where I shouldn't be parking. I mean, what? why would you even make a comment like that? And to go on a little further, this is what I've always told my children. If a police officer who has got enough stress as it is wants you to get out of your car and do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around, just do it. If you've done nothing wrong you listen to them you're going to be on your way if you have done something wrong to quote an old tv show back in the 70s if you can't do the time then don't do the crime and chances are if a police officer gets in something with somebody and they resist 
it's like throwing rocks at a hornet's nest. You good chance you're going to get stung. And I don't feel sorry for anybody. I don't care what they've done, who agitates a cop or runs from a cop or whatever, because, you know, it's just, it's, it's idiotic. And we sit around and we, you know, these George Floyd and all this Michael Brown, it's ridiculous. If, if they all have just listened to the cops, they would have, whether they went to jail or not is, is, is a debate, but they would have lived that day. They wouldn't have ended their life that day because, uh, I know a lot of police officers for every story you hear like this, they all know stories of a fellow officer who pulled over somebody in the middle of the night cause their taillight was out and walked up to the car and somebody shot him and killed him. So I don't blame them for being a little bit, you know, on the, on the prowl or whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're heightened. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know you. They don't right. know who you are, and they have no idea what you're going to do. They mm-hmm. have no idea whether you're a wackadoo or whatever. And you know, it's it's like I said, just I, I've, I say it's a thousand. Just listen to what they say, and if you do that, you're going to go on your way. Maybe you're going to be inconvenienced for. Maybe they even take you to jail. Whatever. If you're innocent, it's going to come out that you're innocent going to walk away but you got to give them the benefit of the doubt they think you're doing something wrong they don't know you they don't they just know what they're taught and are there bad cops out there absolutely yeah. but you know there there's a there's a heck of a lot of good ones out there i feel good when i go anywhere and there's an officer whether it's a great i go out of my way to say hi to them just so they know i'm i'm a friendly yeah i do yeah i Mike. always do i do i do that all all the time Mike, I, I, I appreciate the call buddy thank you yeah thanks i'm gonna j- jump over here and get bob on before the uh, top of the hour newscast hello bob welcome to the show pete calendar thanks for taking my call yes sir um yeah i have to piggyback on the last caller you know uh at, at what point i i just don't think that marijuana is that you know it doesn't impair you as much as alcohol does you know, however, if a cop sees you drinking in your car, he's going to pull you over. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I just don't get where, you know, where the line is. How impaired can I be until I get in trouble using marijuana? You know, uh, you can walk down the street smoking weed up in some cities, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but in those same cities, you can't walk down the street and drink. No, yeah. and you can't smoke uh, a cigarette in a lot of places. Like this was one of the uh, my yeah one of our complaints was you know we, we move into a uh, an apartment building and it's a smoke free building yet people are smoking weed all over the place. Well, wait a minute. If, if it's a smoke free right. building, that's smoke. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's just because you know. I mean, I just don't get where you know where's the line. You know where being impaired is okay. Okay, marijuana impairment is okay. But alcohol impairment is not okay. Right. The problem on the driving under the influence charges with pot is that it takes a while to figure out whether somebody is actually high um, and impaired legally, right, from the weed because the the lingering right. effects in the bloodstream. You know, right. you could have been high two weeks ago or something. And I, and, yeah. And I get it. And, I, and I'm all for decriminalizing weed. I right. Mean, you know, I don't smoke it, but you know, I don't care either. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, uh, you know, so uh, 
But there has to be a consistent application of the law exactly. and enforcement where we treat alcohol and cigarettes and weed. Like there, that there, there are similarities at play. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I mean, where do we cut off? Oh, he's not that impaired. I guess with alcohol, it's one point or whatever. Right. They 0. set a limit. Yeah, point oh eight is yeah, uh, yeah under point oh eight, yeah. and you're not legally impaired. But they can test for that. Right on the field sobriety test, they can also uh, get you to blow into the breathalyzer and that sort of thing too. So they have ways to test for that. I think at some point they're going to be able to find ways to test for impairment somehow on pot. I assume, but if you get into a wreck or something happens and then they test you afterwards, and you have weed in your system, then I think yeah, you you could probably get charged for driving under the influence. You kill somebody, whatever. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It's a there's a gap there. And it should be closed if we're going to, yeah, decriminalize. I appreciate the call, Bob.